Welcome to Take 10, a 10-minute podcast series by the Great Lakes MHTTC that focuses on self-care and personal well-being. Your host is Mark Sanders, and thank you for joining us today. Today, we will talk about the therapeutic benefits of humor for professionals who work with clients. Comedian Steve Allen said that comedy is tragedy plus time. In order for something to be funny, it has to, it has, time has to lapse. I understand that firsthand. Both of my grandfathers had alcoholism. My great-grandfather had alcoholism. If you were standing close to me, you'd notice on the left side of my face, I have a dot. I've had this little dot on my face since I was two years old. My mother told me that one day when I was two years old, I was left in the care of my grandfather who went to the bar to get something to drink. And he left me on the kitchen floor and there was a bottle of Drano on the kitchen floor. So I drank the Drano. And this little dot on my face was caused by my having drank the Drano. I'm from one of those families that starts the story, but they rarely finish the story. When kids are around, they get really, really quiet. So over the years, I've been left to fill in the, fan, the blanks. So here's my fantasy. I drank the Drano, and the Drano was bubbling in my system the way Drano does. It made its way to my face. It was about to leave doctor all over my face, but the doctors pumped my stomach and saved my life so I could speak with you today. I have a friend that I went to high school and college with. A few years ago, he came to me and said, Mark, we're not getting younger. In fact, we're old. Let's start taking care of our bodies. And I said, my, my body's fine. You know, I was two years old. I swallowed Drano, and the only sign that I swallowed the Drano was this little dot on my face. He asked me a million-dollar question. He said, the dot is the only sign you swallowed the Drano. He said, how do you know your body's not green inside? Took two steps back, said, I don't know, but I do know is I've never been clogged up. There's the good news. Where will we be without humor? In order to understand the therapeutic benefits of humor, we owe a great deal of gratitude to Norman Cousins, who was suffering from a debilitating illness of his immune system, and he was in pain every waking moment. And doctors told him he wouldn't be alive long. And Norman Cousins said to his doctor, you're not God. He checked himself out of the hospital into a hotel near the hospital. And then medical personnel asked him, there's something medicine they could give him. He said, sure, comedy takes. He figured that a negative emotions like anger and rage contributed to his physical pain. So he believed that positive experiences like laughter could heal him. So he watched comedy tapes every waking moment. What he discovered was that every 10 minutes he laughed, for every 10 minutes he laughed, he got two hours of pain-free sleep. Norman Cousins lived 16 years longer than doctors predicted that he would live, and he wrote a book called The Anatomy of an Illness, How Laughter Healed Him. And we've studied laughter since Norman Cousins, but we found out that laughter reduces, releases endorphins in the brain that fight physical pain. You see, counselors are not immune to physical pain. Some of you are so busy typing progress notes and treatment plans on your computer that you have carpal tunnel syndrome. Some of you uh, have lower back pain from years of leaning in and listening to your clients. As we age, we become more vulnerable to physical pain. The good news is that laughter releases endorphins in the brain that fights physical pain. We're talking about the therapeutic benefits of laughter. Laughter lowers cortisol levels and protects our immune system. Laughter lowers cortisol levels and protects our immune system. It basically means for those of you who were clients who are living with HIV, and HIV impacts the immune system, then laughter helps. Laughter is medicine, and living a life that's filled with purpose is medicine. Laughter increases antibodies which fight infection. Laughter activates T cells and prepares the body to fight foreign substances. How about this? Research says that laughter increases natural killer cell activity, and natural killer cells attack cancer cells in the body. Laughter reduces stress, depression, anxiety, and fear. Laughter elevates mood and increases energy. Counselors experience lots of stress as a result of um, dealing with clients, crisis, emergencies, programmatic audits, deadlines. Research says 
that laughter can decrease stress, lower blood pressure, and decrease muscle tension. The number one protective factor against burnout and compassion fatigue, as I mentioned in previous tapes, is laughter. And you benefit from laughter, even if nothing is funny. A number of years ago, I gave a speech in a commonwealth of the United States called the U.S. Virgin Islands. It's so beautiful there. I said, man, is heaven as beautiful as this? If I don't get to heaven, I'll stay in the Virgin Islands. So beautiful. The palm trees, the ocean. I saw a rainbow in the sky. And I was invited to the Virgin Islands to speak to a group of high school students that were cutting class. They were smoking marijuana cigarettes about the size of trees. These kids were getting high. And after the speech, someone invited me on a cruise on the Atlantic Ocean. And the sun was setting. The rainbow returned. It was so beautiful. I wondered, was heaven as beautiful as the Virgin Islands? When I returned to my hotel room, the red light on the phone was blinking. And I called the hotel lobby, and they said, call home as an emergency, your wife called. And I called my wife. She told me that our six-year-old son, at that time our only child, had just died. And I went from what felt like heaven to what felt like hell. I didn't think I could ever do my work again. Made it back home. And I would watch the 10 p.m. news at night, which was my habit. But I noted that everything on the news is so bad, and it made me think about my own loss so much more. You know, the news always ends with tragedy. So for two years, I turned off the news. At 10 o'clock at night, I watched the comedy channel instead. Laughter healed me. I'm so convinced that laughter is therapeutic. If you gave me a choice between taking half of my intelligence or my ability to laugh, I'd say take the intelligence, because I learned if you can laugh, you can get through just about anything. The sign that you enjoy life is a good sense of humor. That quote comes from my oldest sister, Vanessa Sanders, who became Vanessa Williams when she married Greg Williams. And when she was Vanessa Williams, she was in sales. And when she would make a sales call and say, tell them Vanessa Williams called, they'd call back quick. They thought Miss America was calling. And my sister never had a childhood because she took care of her four younger siblings. I never remember her laughing. And true to form as the oldest sibling, she was very successful. She became a corporate executive. I never saw her laugh as a corporate executive. And then one day, my big sister, who never laughed, got a job at a comedy club called All Jokes Aside, where she was a waitress. She became, at this comedy club, the first booking agent of Cedric the Entertainer before he was famous, Bernie Mac before he was famous, and Steve Harvey before he was famous. And I met these comics through my sister before they were famous. And they would just make her laugh, and she would laugh, and she would laugh. And it was just so great to see my sister laugh. A good sense of humor is one aspect of self-actualization. Here's how this works. All you have to do, according to Abraham Maslow, is every year become better at your job as a counselor, therapist, supervisor. And as you become better at what you do, you start moving towards self-actualization. Maslow said that self-actualized people don't take themselves so serious. They don't take others so serious. They can laugh at their own mistakes. They can laugh at their imperfections. Even when clients relapse, they're less likely to take it personal. So here's a joke, a therapist joke. A therapist is working in his basement when he notices a massive leak that could damage many expensive things. Desperately, he calls a plumber who asks if it needs to be today, as he charges more on Sundays. The therapist is playing, it can't wait. And the plumber comes right over on a Sunday afternoon. He takes a good long look at the leak, pulls out a small wrench, and hits part of the pipe softly. The leak immediately stops. Satisfied, the plumber hands the therapist a bill for $100. What, shouts the therapist? I'm a highly successful therapist. I don't get I want $500 for five minutes of work. The plumber said, well, neither did I when I was a therapist. You know, Norman Cousins talks about what else we need in order to find wellness, in order to experience wellness besides laughter. And here's a short list. Norman Cousins says, along with laughter, in order to have wellness, we need hope. There's a city that's called Hope, Utah. 
Can you guess the name of the city uh, right next to Hope, Utah? It's called the City of Beyond Hope. The good news is that in the City of Beyond Hope, U-turns are legal. So if you ever reach a point where it seems like things are beyond hope, all you have to do is make a U-turn and there's hope again. Norman Cousins says that we need faith in order to have wellness along with laughter. He talks about the value of human touch, how important a hug is to our well-being. Creativity is the fourth thing he said is important in order to have wellness. I've mentioned this over this series five times, so creativity must really be important. The great piano player Albert Schweitzer suffered from uh, arthritis. He was in pain every waking moment, except for when he would get behind the piano and start to play. And as he played creatively, some of the pain would diminish. We need creativity in order to have wellness. Finally, Norman Cousins says we need the sense of purpose in order to have wellness. Purpose is a protective factor. It's an incredible story about this man who was an artist. He was paralyzed in a car accident. He was angry because he could no longer use his hands to paint. And he met with you, the miracle worker, the great therapist. You asked him, what makes you an artist? He said, my hands and I can't use them. He said, no, that's not what makes you an artist. What makes you an artist is that you were born to be an artist. So you taught him to paint, holding the paintbrush between his teeth. We need purpose in order to have a sense of wellness. So as we close, I'd like to share with you one more story, a big story. And uh, it's from a book called The Twelfth Angel, written by Ogmandino. And the book tells the story of a boy named Joey, who was the 144th player to pick to play Little League Baseball out of 144 Little League Baseball players. He was the last one selected. And in his first game, Joey went up the bat three times, and he said to himself, day by day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. He struck out every time on three pitches. The second game, he struck out every time on three pitches. He went back in the dugout and he said, day by day in every way, I'm getting better and better. Third game, he struck out every time at the plate on three pitches. He went to the dugout and he said, day by day in every way, I'm getting better and better. The fourth game came. Joey Fowles tipped the ball behind him. He struck out on four pitches instead of three. Progress. When he made it back to the dugout, his teammates started saying, day by day in every way, I'm getting better and better. The fifth game came. Joey hit the ball back to the pitcher. Of course, the pitcher grabbed the ball and threw him out, but that was the first time he'd hit the ball in the field the entire time he played baseball. When he went back to the dugout, his teammates said, started saying, day by day in every way, I'm getting better and better. Joey was on a, on a great team. His teammates in the championship team game, he was the only player that didn't have a hit the whole season, no hits the whole season. It was two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning. His team was losing one to nothing with a runner on second base. And Joey came out of the dugout and he started saying to himself, day by day in every way, I'm getting better and better. He swings, base hit left field, run around third and scores. The game is tied up one to one. Joey's on first base, hadn't been on base in his life. He's jumping up and down, everybody's shouting, day by day in every way, I'm getting better and better. Joey's still second base and they started shouting him louder, day by day in every way, I'm getting better and better. The game is tied up one to one. Joey's on second base. Next batter comes to the plate. He swings, base hit route right field. Joey's rounding third. The ball's headed towards home plate. Joey slides on the home plate. Safe. They win the game two to one. They pick him up, carry him off the field, and everybody's shouting. Day by day, in every way, I'm getting better and better. I sincerely hope that in your personal life and in your professional life, that day by day, in every way, things continue to get better for you. Take 10 Podcast is sponsored by the Great Lakes MHTTC through cooperative agreements with SAMHSA. The opinions expressed in this series are those of the speakers and do not represent the official position of SAMHSA or DHHS. Before you go, don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast series. And please follow us on social media for many more products and resources just like this.